You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the host of the podcast. And I'm joined by Hamish and John. All right, guys. Evening, chaps. Evening, how are you? Good, All right, thanks. I'm good. I'm excited to be back, especially being back being host. It's like the good old days. Yep. <laughs> You've been I don't know what they were like. <laughs> Aye. Uh, I don't know if it now's the right time, but I wanted to give a wee bit of a critique to, to John, the other John's hosting performances. Uh, something that's confused me every time I listen to it on the way to work in the morning. He always starts it off by saying good evening. And I'm thinking, aye, that's, that's fine for who's who's during the call listening or who's listening in the evening, but I don't know, it just confuses me in the morning. <laughs> I like to keep it simple, just have a hello. Fair does, can't argue with you, Bust. <laughs> no, I like that, I like that, John. Uh, also, I mentioned to, on Twitter that I was coming back just to host, and Chris said that there has to be some pie chat, because, uh, well, everybody who listens uh, knows that I enjoy a good pie, but I don't really have any pie chat. I do have a bit of disappointing pie chat, but it's uh, it's not my usual way. Uh, I was at the uh, hospitality for the Rangers against Celtic game at Hamden. Bronze hospitality. I thought, right, this is going to be good. I'm going to get loads of freebies. No, nah, it was just a normal pie stall at half time. <laughs> just an ordinary pie. I got a, I got a cushion in my seat, but it was just an ordinary pie at half time. And well, it, you had to pay for it a lot. The guy I was with was paying, but but yeah, it was just a cash pie stall. That's disappointing. Uh, yeah, you think you'd get better. So other than other than a disappointing pie chat, I don't have anything. There's one one thing that Hearts have introduced at Tynecastle is a curry at half time. A curry? Uh, oh really? A curry? Yeah. A curry pie? I take it, Hamish. Not a curry pie, no. Just a curry. Curry and an lamb bread, four quid. That's alright, yeah. That's reasonable. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm in the main stand and they're only doing it in the Wheatfield stand. Uh, I don't know whether that's the main stand old toilets can't handle the the aftermath <laughs> of the, the curry. <laughs> Do you get many cubicles in your stand? Uh, no. We get one cubicle. Uh, it's probably not for the entire govern front. But there's one cubicle in the toilets that I use and die. There's always a queue there. There's a lot of people who's uh, cold going in there, blowing their nose, etc. (laughs) (laughs) So we started a wee bit early this week. And I I don't know if this was me stamping my foot, but we started at 8 o'clock. Because, Hamish, you said you had something really important to do afterwards. Yeah, that's right. I was going to be watching Lisa Snowden on a Celebrity Jungle programme. That's the priorities, eh? So if we, get, if we can get finished <laughs> prior to that, that'd be good. I am here to talk about <laughs> pies and, and cubicles. John's here to talk about football and you're here to talk about I'm a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> This'll go well. Aye. Right, we'll start with uh, some some bad news, really. It's a charity bit. There's rubbish. It's terrible. We're just not doing well at all. I'll take the Aye. blame. Right, well, I like that. I like someday blame. <laughs> Although, wait a minute, John's not here. So why don't we just blame him? 
Yeah, well, it was all John's idea, so, yeah. Well, it's oh, he's, a, uh, he's a boss, so he needs to take the, the fall. Right, so it's his fault. <laughs> right, I've done a wee bit of research for the charity, but I won't, I won't show my hand just yet. Good. Discuss that at the end. Good. I've got a few picks. They're all safe, but uh, I think that's the way we should do it. Right, well, we talk yeah. about the, the Scotland versus England game, or the England-Scotland game, whatever way you want to put it. Do we have to? I'm still trying to get over it. <laughs> well, I maybe we should mention that you wrote a, a blog about that, John. It's on the, the Scottish yeah. Football Forums website. Hi. Well, I don't know. I don't know what positives we can take from it. Um, hmm. Those that want striking out are probably going to get their way. Yeah, that's I'm, one I'm positive. Yeah, I'm reading a lot of um, people saying that the positives are that we created more chances than we. Um, we had to get Slovakia, but we took none of them. And at the end of the day, people can um, try and dress it up all they want. The score was three 0 against our biggest rivals, um, arguably. And what positives do you take from a three 0 um, Unless you're someone like San Marino, surely we're not even at that level yet. I know we're bad, but yeah, oh. yeah, and I think you've got to say as well, it's not the best England team just now, is it really? I mean, it's not yeah. back in the days when they had Skull, Shearer, Owen, Beckham, and all these kind of people. Uh, yeah. So from that point of view, it is, it is disappointing. I think yeah. they were really shaky at the back. There was quite a few mistakes made uh, in the deep midfield simply because they wanted to overplay the ball, and mm-hmm. we couldn't take advantage of that. That was the big thing for me going forward. Yeah, they're quite pacey in the attack. Uh, some of the goals, well, the Lilana header, for example, was a really well-taken header. Uh, and even the first header, I think, is very difficult to deal with a header of that, that quality, that pace. Uh, but we should, have, we should have scored, at the very least. Somebody like Hanley, when his <laughs> header... I, I don't even think he actually made that position for himself. I think he just found himself there. And the ball just landed in his head, but it's almost surprised him. Yeah. So that was, that's fair. Yeah, it was, the, it was the kind of chance that the likes of Cahill and John Terry and people like that would have would have buried that kind of header, but he just kind of let it bounce off his head, it seemed. Yep. You look at Lilana's header, how difficult that was compared to Hanley's. The power that he got, it was just a, a completely unnatural position. Yeah, Hanley just had to almost let it land on his head and direct it, and he couldn't. Yeah, it was a really well-taken header, but the Golan thing was he ran or, or wandered in um, without being picked up. Um, you know, you can try and pinpoint individuals and that, but at the end of the day, someone's got to take responsibility. Well say, there's a white player, there's a, uh, there's a white um, shirt in space, let's pick him up. Um, and it was the same with Sturridge's goal he got in front of his marker. Um, it just sums up the the diabolical defence that we've got just now. We're just not defending well at all. We don't we don't have any good cent- uh, dominant centre halves at all in there just now, and it's really showing. What do you think about the inclusion of Berra, uh, dusted off and, and brought out for the the special tie? Well, I think a lot of us were, were for it because he's been playing um, games week in, week out for Ipswich and Hanley 
has barely featured at all for Newcastle. You're lucky if he gets on for the last five minutes at Newcastle. Um, but they played alongside Hanley, which almost defeated the purpose. But again, to be honest, you could um, you could draw some bowlers to which um, Pairn's going to go in there um, because they're, they're all as good or bad as each other. But outside outside those three, um, who do we who do we pick from? I mean, we've mentioned John Suter should be brought in the squad um, a couple of times in the podcast, but other than Suter. Who else can we bring into that Scotland squad that's going to improve the defence overnight? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a difficult one. Even if you ignore who we've got right now and you look back over the last three, four years, we've not really had anybody. One big name that that always springs to mind was Danny Wilson, who I thought would have pushed on when when he first broke through at Rangers and he was performing in the Champions League stage. I thought he would have pushed on to become a, a Scotland uh, regular at the back, and it, it just never really worked out for him. And I don't think he's going to break into the team now. I, I don't think he's going to progress any further than where he is. Yeah, it's a, it's a real problem position for us. I think basically now it's almost clear that we're not going to qualify, even though we still mathematically can. But maybe it's time to to look at the younger players, put them in and, and try and almost build a central defence for the future. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think there's uh, a few positions I think that we need to start looking at now that it's potentially over in this campaign. Uh, for one, I was looking at uh, the Scott Brown situation and when he first announced that he was coming back for the, the Scotland against England game, I wasn't too wasn't too negative about it. I thought fair enough. Everyone's allowed to change their mind. Uh, and they, but then I heard that he hadn't decided whether he was going to hang around for the entire campaign, and that's that pissed me off a little bit. Thinking that he had come back for this one glamour tie, if you like. But now, now that the campaign is perhaps beyond us, I think that ignoring the the quality that he brings to the Scotland side, which is in my mind uh, undeniable. I think we need to look beyond that and think, right, who's going to get us, not to this tournament, but to the next one? And he's not going to last. He's, he's Whether he plays in the next game is debatable, uh, but he's certainly not going to last for the next campaign. So let's, let's, let's move on and let's get somebody else in that we can, we can build to the future. Not, not starting from scratch, because I don't think we can afford to entirely throw away this campaign but with the, the coefficient points, but really look to the future. Who can we bring in? Somebody like uh, McGinn, for example, bring somebody like that in, uh, who who is going to be there. Uh, Kenny McLean, that can I think really look to the next campaign. Mm-hmm. I think that's where Strachan's got a lot of critics as well, is that um, he tends to ignore a lot of players playing well week in week out at the Scottish Premiership level. Now, don't get me wrong, Scottish Premiership is not a great standard, um, but. Surely some of the players in there can do a better job than what's already in there. Um, you know, Northern Ireland have, have proven that if you've got a manager in there, they can get the best out of a an average bunch. And bear in mind, a good number of their players playing the Scottish Premier League or League One in England. You know, um, you could, you know, some of the players like Graeme Sinney, I'll always tip him up for a call up. And you've mentioned, I know he's playing the Championship, John McGinn, but um, Suter, another one. There is talent in there that we should be considering. And, um, you, you've mentioned Brown, 
should maybe move on after this game. I, I would say Dan Fletcher as well. And yep. there's a few others in that squad that I think, you know, have been proven to be consistent failures in terms of our qualification hopes. Move them on. No, I, I don't mean to be harsh, but that is the reality. We haven't qualified for 20 years. What we've been doing for 20 years has not worked. So we need to move some players on, get some fresh blood in that team and build for not just 2020, but 2022. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's going to be tough, but I think we need to do something about that. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of Jason Cummings as well, trying to get him involved in some way up top. Uh, let, let's move on from the Dan, uh, Stephen Fletcher, for example. Uh, I, I don't think uh, Naismith is really working out because he's, he's not really playing a lot, is he? So let's move on, let's look to the future. Players like Liam Henderson as well. He's yes. doing alright in under 21s. The only worry with Liam Henderson just now is he's not getting a regular game. Um, and the same goes for Christy Celtic. I think it's a cracking player. Um, maybe these guys need to move on loan for a wee bit. But I do agree with the sentiment. These are the types of players that we need to, to think about for the next couple of campaigns. Because let's be honest. I mean, yeah, people say oh, we're only four points off seconds. We're, we're not we're not making it. We're not um this is a side that hasn't won a competitive game against anyone other than Gibraltar and Malta for two years. You know, and we're all of a sudden gonna try and beat Sizer, well let's be honest, better than us right now. It's gonna be difficult. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think the the confidence is low and uh, perhaps uh, in the Griffiths situation when he was uh, through and all he had to do was lay off to Snodgrass. I don't think saying that the confidence is low is the correct way to describe it, but I think if it was anything other than the Scotland game, I think if it was for Celtic, I think he would have laid Snodgrass through. I think there was a wee bit of an element of frustration with him. The, the whole country appeared to be behind him getting picked and he wasn't being picked. And it was almost like, look, I'm going to score a screamer here and I'll basically stick two fingers up to uh, the the management. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we need to avoid getting players with that mindset. We need to we need to get that confidence high and, and get them playing for the team rather than just trying to play for themselves. It was almost as if Strachan with that selection um, was was desperate, you know, to say like you were you've been demanding. Lee Griffiths I'm just going to throw you in without really being that confident in his decision Morrison that's the way it looks well. to me yeah I think, well, you're, I think you're right he was almost second guessing the critics and, and playing the players that were you know everyone was asking him to play so that he could say at least if he lost well I did play the players that he wanted because yep. the Craig Gordon selection was random I mean David Marshall hasn't done a lot wrong over the last couple of years to merit getting dropped all of us for a game of that magnitude. It was almost as if they said, well, Craig Gordon's is Tatnama Darlan for a while, but it, it was just, it was a wee bit random. It, the team was okay looking on paper, but it obviously didn't work. And, you know, the, the Gollum thing for me was at 2-0 down with 40 minutes still to play, the team just gave up. And, yep. you know, that, that really peed me off to be brutally honest, you know, especially having been down there. Um and to see a team not try is unforgivable. 
Um, yeah, two 0 is harder, but how many times have you seen a two 0 quickly um, diminish? If you've got a bit of belief, but they just chucked it, and that was unforgivable for me. If that's a team playing for the manager, then there's big worries. Yeah, it's just it's a bit of a shame that we've got such a long time to to really dwell on this until March because I, I don't think anything's going to happen very quickly with the striking situation because of that. I think they're going to sit on it. Strachan's not going to come out and I don't think he's going to uh, quit. I think he's going to wait for the the Beaks to do it for him and I don't think they will. I think they're going to take that and just sit back and take their time. And Unfortunately, when they do get rid of him, if they do, I was looking at some of the the betting markets for next manager and realistically, there's nobody really that jumps out for me. Uh, apart from the comedy, Nicholas Sturgeon was 251 at one. <laughs> but, but other than that, McLeish was favourite yeah. in one market I've seen. That's yeah, probably because he not down as one of the most successful Scotland managers has ever been. Mm-hmm. And his, his win rate, I think. Oh, I think he had a 70% record, did he not? Was he not played 10 win 7? Yep. That's, right. that's his record. Yeah, but there's, there's no one really that stands out, is there, that, that is any better than Strachan, I don't think. No, I mean, my view on it is that, um, I mean, Strachan will, Strachan's not going to go, um, going to last beyond the campaign regardless, because I think most international managers have two campaigns and then go. For Strachan, he'll need to assess whether or not he believes Scotland can still qualify. If he does believe that they can do it, then he will stay on. If he doesn't, and Fields doesn't need the stress, I think he would walk away like he did at Middlesbrough. He walked away without a payoff. Um, but if he does make that, if and when he makes that decision, a Scottish candidate doesn't stand out for me. Um, I would consider the foreign route again and get over this ghost, this so-called ghost of Betty Votes, because Betty Votes are a bad manager for Scotland. That every foreign manager is going to be bad. But I would cast the net further wide because there's no Scottish manager that stands out to me It says... I'm confident he's going to do any better. Now, I was watching the news, half watching the news, and I seen Michael O'Neill being asked a question, and I wasn't sure what the question was, but his response was, "I didn't want, I don't want to really talk about it because there's a manager already in place there." Was he really asked, seriously asked, if he was going to become Scotland manager? Yeah, because Tom English, um, you know, was touting his name. That's that's the type of manager Scotland should go and get. But he won't leave Northern Ireland midway through a campaign. No, I don't think so, no. But he, but he, yeah. could, he could be a future campaign manager for us, mm-hmm. I could see. Yeah, could, definitely. I, I think he still lives in Edinburgh. Or he's got a house in Edinburgh, anyway. So he's, he's kind of got his roots in Scotland. I still think it's a bit of a gamble, because when you look at, obviously, the performance he's done there. But sometimes... Everything just clicks. Something sometimes it's just a perfect storm, and, and it just all comes together. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I suppose any manager you could say that, couldn't you? You could you could even say that about Alex Ferguson at Manchester United. I uh, know he had the pedigree before he went there, but you could argue that it was the, the size of the the, the, the support, etc., etc., that made him what he was. I, mean, I think Michael O'Neill's done a tremendous job 
with Northern Ireland. Um, it did take him a bit of time as well because um, they were prepared to give him the time. Um, but that's I mean, as I mentioned before that when people say we don't have the players, we don't have the players compared to years gone by. Even when the likes of David Weir were still playing the team, uh, David Weir and Paul Hartley on the team, it was still a decent team. Didn't quite qualify, but you know Michael O'Neill's proof that with an average bunch you can get somewhere. Um, Iceland again take out Gilby Sigurdsson and again that's an average bunch of players playing at League One level in England um, and they they got they did very well in the Euros Hungary were another example so you know I don't necessarily buy that if Strachan goes it's not going to get any better um, if we get the right if we can get the right appointment who's able to get the best out of what's there you never know um, but I do accept that there is a talent problem as well. We need to produce better players to make things 20 times easier. Yeah, that's something that is just not going to happen for uh, another 10 years at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so it's, it's a pretty negative outlook all round, really. I think the, the only positive is that four out of the last six games are at home. Albeit, albeit with the next two home games it could all be done and dusted if the results don't go on I'd love to be confident I mean, it used to be that whenever it was Scotland were playing at hand and you were confident at three points no matter who they were playing um, but Lithuania showed recently that nobody's scared to come to Hamden anymore Yeah I mean you, you look at you know Slovenia next at home and in years in years past, you would expect to win that game comfortably, but we know how good Slovenia actually are. Yeah, and it's it's, uh, it's a bit of a shame that the, the the group has opened up for us, and uh, because it, it did look pretty tough, but it's opened up, and yet we couldn't take advantage of that. Yeah, it was that uh, double header against. Uh, it was that double header last month. Um, more than the England game that's that's killed us. But we still expected to produce a better performance at Wembley than what we did. And see, I'm not buying this that all oh, we created um, X amount of chances. Score was three 0 No, bottom line. Yep. Ah, uh, well, we move on, please. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey. We'll move on to do the predictions because uh, the, the Premiership returns. I know the, the real football never really went away, but the, the Premiership is back this coming weekend and we've got Friday night game on BT Sports. BT Sports seems to be starting their, their coverage, I think it was quarter to seven. They're really taking Scottish football seriously, which I really like. For years we've had a Sky... A, Maybe Satan as well. It just almost almost ignore Scottish football. Aye, we've got it on our channels, but we're not that fussed. BT's really grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and given us a real proper proper preview to a game. That's some that's the kind of thing that, that uh, I don't even think Sky do for a lot of their EPL games. Give it uh, over an hour uh, of a, a preview. So I think it's good. I think it's it's bold of them, and I hope that the the subscribers reward them for that so it's Kelly against Celtic I'm going to go for an away win 
for this. I'm going to go 1-3. Hey, Mish? Uh, yeah, I'll go very boldly with Celtic to win as well, but I think it'll be 2-0 to Celtic. I'm going to go with 3-0 uh, Celtic. I think they'll be too good. The only, the only one thing I thought, though, was will Celtic rest any players? Because is it not the cup final the week after? And they've got Barcelona in between as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a Friday night, though. The professional mm-hmm. footballers. Friday night in a plastic pitch. <laughs> Aye. Some players that just can't hack that. Unlike unlike the, the footballers at our level that play in plastic pitches, we we don't complain when we get a, a burnt knee because they're slight tackle. Absolutely. That's something that professionals don't seem to be bothered about. It's always the knees, isn't it? You could hurt your knee in these plastic pitches. They don't talk about the burn. They don't talk about going in the shower afterwards and almost crying because it's that sore. <laughs> That's the worst bit. Yeah, they've obviously never experienced a mold master against a thigh in a rainy day <laughs> on an ash pitch. On <laughs> an ash pitch, aye, I see. John, our kids will grow up, they'll, they'll not know what an ash pitch is. <laughs> they'll know, they'll know, find, they, they, they find the, the wee black rubber pellets from the astro turf in their, in their socks or, or maybe in their cut and they just brush it off. But wait until they, they, they feel the pain they have an ash stuck in a graze. <laughs> Hey, next one, Inverness against Aberdeen. I'm going to go for an away win, 2-1. Yeah, I've got this down as 1-1. Yeah, I think Inverness are starting to find a bit of form. Inverness have been a bit of a bogey team for us in the last season and a half, and I think it's going to be a, a score draw. I'm going to go with Hamish in a 1-1, although obviously my heart's saying Aberdeen. Motherwell against Partick Thistle. I'm going to go for a Paul Band, a 0-0. Yeah, I've got this one down and there's a draw as well, but I'll go 1-1. I'm going to go with um, a Desmond 2-2. Rangers against Dundee. Next up, I'm going to go 1-0 to Rangers. Yeah, I think Rangers will, will win this match. Dundee aren't looking too hot this year, but I'll go 2-0 for Rangers. Comfortable win. Yeah, I'll go with a, a 2-0 Rangers as well. Um, although Dundee did win their last couple of games, I think Rangers will be too good. Uh, Craig, are we happy that the Joey Barton situation's well and truly resolved now? Yes, I, I don't think he, he brought anything to the team. He had, had high hopes for him. But he didn't bring anything to the team on the pitch, and clearly he's got an attitude problem. He doesn't appear to respect his manager, his teammates. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm glad. I think the money could be better spent elsewhere. Uh, Twenty grand a week was uh, the rumoured toll, and there was, from what I've seen, uh, if he hadn't improved uh, on the pitch, he would have been. Uh, ignoring the wages uh, he would have been dropped because because he was getting 20 grand a week he probably wouldn't have been but if he was paid the same as everybody else he would have been dropped in favour of somebody like Halliday so yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Nah, based off the uh, Yeah, I think the whole situation is clearly unrepairable, so... In that situation, you've just got to let him go. Yes, I, I think there's still a good player in him. I just don't think it clicked at Rangers for whatever reason. Uh, I did think there was a lot of people were concerned about his temperament. i never seen any of that in the park. I don't mm-hmm. think he had an issue there. He was he was being targeted by some players, yeah, and he didn't yeah, rise to debate. Yeah, there was a few horrendous um, tackles on him, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Kelly boy. Uh, Kelly guy, yeah. So credit to him for that, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, perhaps he was being played slightly out of position. But but he just needs to adjust. He's he's a professional. Mm-hmm. He's experienced enough to adjust. He's got the quality yeah. to adjust, and he just it just. Something just wasn't right there. I think his attitude um, at, at the start, you know, not taking away mouthing off about Scott Brown, but Rangers were back in their pre-season and he was um, doing a golf a golf outing thing for Top Sport. And I don't think that went down too well with the Rangers players. Um, but his performances on the pitch weren't good enough. And then obviously things came ahead. But at least it's over for, for you guys now and for most people in the media who... You know, who were just getting fed up hearing about it every week. Yes, he's, he's not been missed in the park, so uh, hopefully his wages can be better spent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, St Johnson against Ross County. I'm going to go 2 0 home win. I've got that as a 2 2 1 home win, though. Uh, I'm going to go 1 0 St Johnson. Ross County struggling for goals just now. And then the next game's a Monday night game, yeah. Monday night football. Ah, but I don't think it's on TV, is it? I don't think so. The, the reason it got moved was because of the M70, M74 shut-off at um, the Wraith Interchange. Ah, right. Um, oh, and Motherwell are playing at home right. already. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're, you're right. That's going to be a nightmare in that area because uh, M74's getting shut in that area, so it's going to be gridlock because people are going to be finding wee rat runs. Yeah. So I, I, I take that road sense. every day. Yeah, I take that road every day, and thankfully I've got nothing planned next week. Yeah, this weekend I'm going to sit and watching soccer Saturday. <laughs> well, I, I'm a bit concerned. I hope that it's not going to impact me uh, driving along the uh, to Ibrox along the M8. I don't think it will because that's a uh, quite a distance away, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that area around about the about Hamilton Motherwell is just is bad enough as it is with the junctions closing, etc., etc. Yeah. Right, I'm going to go for a an away win, one nil. Um, I've got hearts down for a two-one for this. We desperately need to start winning games, so it's a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with 3-1 Hearts. Right, OK. Now, I always try and look at this to see if I've got any any trends there. Celtic, uh, any trends in relation to the McBookie charity bet? Uh, Celtic, away win. I think I would be keen to discount that immediately just because the odds aren't attractive enough. 1-6. to six. There's no point really there. No. We've got Rangers to win. All three saying that. Rangers are 4-11. to 11. I would say that we should avoid that. 
one that jumped out and something that I had earmarked before the podcast has started. St. Johnson at home to Ross County. Now, St. Johnson are 37-40. We went, I went 2-0, Hamish 2-1, John 1-0. I think that would be a pretty good bet. Ross County are pretty poor. Mm-hmm. St. Johnson was after letting us down against Thistle. So, I'm happy to trust that one. Right, so I think we could throw that in. Um, we've got Hearts away, although we are going to have to wait until Monday evening for that, and it's 20 to 23. don't know if you fancy throwing that in there, uh, or we could keep it in the, the back burner. Uh, if, I suge- if I give you my other suggestions, uh, Forfar away to Montrose, Forfar are 3 to 4. Forfar had let us down recently, hadn't they? But everyone does. Well, I know, but I, I never mind if someone lets you down because each week's a different week, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, this I week, think... this week, I was going to go really safe uh, and take Livingston Rangers and Hibs, but I know everyone. I was going to mention Hibs as well. Yeah. Hey, much? Well, two I, votes, yeah. I, I think we should take Hibs because. They're at home. They've got the best defence in basically Britain just now. I think they've only let in seven goals. Queen of the South have lost their last four league games as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they've really lost that. And they've lost their manager as well. Yeah. They're not the same team as they were last year and the, the year before that. So let's get right. Hibs on. Right, OK. I think you get one to two on that, do you not? Yes, one to two. Right, well, let's let's keep it simple and we'll build from there. St. Johnson and Hibs double would return £28.88, but then that, because we don't get our stake back, so it would be £18.88 profit. Not a lot, not a lot, but you suggested Rangers. Yeah. If we throw Rangers in, I used to pretend I was doing this in my head. Can't ask. <laughs> right, so <laughs> the McWicky site says it's £39.38 pence if we throw in Rangers. So that's a profit of £29.38. Let's, take, let, let's take that and keep it mm-hmm. relatively safe. Right, you agree with that, John, Yen and you? Yeah. No. no, no, users are the experts compared to me, so no, I'm happy with that. Right. Okay, we'll do those three. And for the first scorer bet, I was thinking of Jason Cummings. I noticed he only came on as a sub. That's last game. Yeah, I don't think he's played them um, scored as much this season, has he? He's not. And he, I think he has been. He has Top been scorer out, in the uh, league. Yeah, but he, he has been out of the team a bit. Yep. I had penciled yeah. down Liam uh, Buchanan for Livingston. Scored. 15 goals already this season. Mm-hmm. 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 The only thing is that Livingston should beat Peterhead, so I don't know what his odds will be. They won't be. But you're probably going to get 3 to 1 at least, then I would imagine. Right, okay. I will, could go with that, yep. So Liam Buchanan. Good. Do you want to throw yeah. in Livingston? 
Or will we just stick to the treble? I would stick with the treble. I uh, stick with the treble. Let's not get too excited. Yeah, let's get winnings then. Right. Okay. We'll go with that. So that's the, the two bets. Uh, well, I thank McBookie because they're, they're good guys. They've given us a lot of money over the, the last few seasons. He's given us a £10 bet on any bet we want, really, and also a £10 bet on a first score in the lower leagues. So they're good guys. They, they're also quite happy to take my money when I, I lose bets. I'm <laughs> oh, losing uh, Scotland-England bet. I got my fiver back. Uh, on that, so uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at gambling, so what I did was I put a bet on the uh, England-Spain game <clears throat> I had Spain to score in both halves, which isn't going to happen, is it? Because it's half time and it was 1-0 It's gone up in flames Aye, so uh, although I got my money back it's gone again Not surprised, these might book guys like you Aye, they're pretty good. I quite like that they give you the, the fiver offer. It's not as regular this season. It was every week last season, but I still like it because a lot of companies just really focus on getting new customers in and then screw the, the existing ones once yep. they're in the door. But my bookie is pretty good like that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss before we signed off, before we let Hamish disappear off to watch I'm a Celebrity? It's <laughs> uh, getting that time. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm good as well. Thanks. I've enjoyed coming back on. It's been good chatting to you. It's been a while since I've been on. It's been even longer since I last hosted. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's been good. I mean, this is a, a first for me speaking to you in a podcast, Craig. So it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I have communicated uh, quite a bit via via email, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll keep the blogs coming. Aye, nice one. Yeah, I enjoy reading them. Right, well, thanks for listening, if you've managed to listen all the way to the end, and thanks for uh, subscribing. Hopefully you do. You can subscribe on iTunes, etc., etc., and it'll automatically magic its way to your phone when I get round to editing it. Because John, John's a a host. He still doesn't edit the podcast. He still sends it to me. (laughs) He doesn't really understand the magic button. (laughs) <laughs> the complexities of the magic button well I heard that Chris was talking about uh, maybe making a, an ap- a reappearance on the podcast that would be good so, although I come on and talk a lot of nonsense he comes on and actually talks football so aye that'll be interesting the week of the league final next week yes aye I am, I'm done with that cup. The Diddy Cup, John. No interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Diddy Cup to next season, Craig. <laughs> Aye, exactly. Aye. <laughs> right, but thanks again. Right, thanks, Cheers. guys. Bye. Bye.